Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Takes the snap, play action, back, waits, throws over the mid, throws near corner, got fire move, touchdown, Penn State. They start and will be second and six, the 19. Back goes Clifford over the middle, Fryermuth of the five, battles to the goal line, got it, touchdown, Penn State. Good snap, put down, kick is up, it is blocked by the left arm of Brandon Smith, picked up at the 40-yard line by Penn State, and thrown out of bounds on the near side is Keaton Ellis. The two freshmen combined to make the play. 90 seconds to go in the half, two timeouts remaining, first and 10, Michigan State 27. Clifford goes back, pressure, rolls right, looks, delivers downfield, he's got him at the 10 Hamler to the five, four quarter, got it, touchdown, Penn State. Six-yard line attacking the end zone to our left. Round the running back, wing left, Fryermuth, right behind Bowers. Throws, far side, he's got Fryermuth, far quarter, got it, touchdown, Penn State. And the Nittany Lions take the game's first takeaway and convert. Penn State wins it 28-7. to They go to 8-0 and on the season. As uh, Penn State won it. I mean, you've looked at the last two weeks, and in the last two weeks, Illinois has defeated Wisconsin, and Kansas State has defeated Oklahoma. You just need to keep winning. Okay, Style points mean nothing. I mean, the first college football playoff rankings haven't even come out yet. Let me ask the audience this question. Sean, you can confirm, confirm this. Have I at one at any time during the course of the season, have I ever mentioned at any point, either on the game podcast or this show, Penn State's ranking? I've never heard it. No. Because I don't because th- to, to me right now it's not I know it's important internally because you know, look, you're like you're always recruiting, right? So I, I understand that. You're always recruiting. So now you're recruiting from a position of strength. Right? But I, you know, but I haven't mentioned it because I really believe very strongly in James Franklin's one and zero. And here's the reason why I believe so strongly in it: when you do what I do as the play-by-play announcer, how many games am I supposed to prepare for? I only prepare for a game. Now, in the offseason, that's different. In the offseason, I take a lot of time, and you've heard me talk about this before, so this is not strange. I prepare every team Penn State's going to play for football and every team they're going to play in basketball. I get everything up to date, career highs, career longs, things like that. So everybody starts the season at zero. And then I make adjustments. Suddenly a freshman's playing, a guy got hurt. Somebody beat out somebody else. But I've already done the bulk of the, you know, the height, weight, hometown stuff, things like that, career high stuff, things like that. That's done. Right? 
that's one less thing or a few fewer items I have to worry about when I'm compressed on time. So I only prepare when I get to that week one game at a time. Right? I can't sit there and do anything about the Indiana game. Nothing. I can only do something about the game in front of me, Minnesota. For a football coach, oh, it's a cliche. Oh, excuse me. Uh, okay, you can do that. You're the fan. You're entitled to do that. You've earned the right to do that. The coach, the players can't do that. So, yeah, it's a cliche. Sure. But, to be honest with you, that, you know, that's, that's all they can do. So now they got a bye week. So, and the other part, until now, have, did you hear me mention anything about the Land Grant Trophy? No mention of the trophy on Saturday, no. Uh-uh. No, and not, n- never. No. Right? In fact, you want to know how it went back? It went back on the manager's bus. It didn't even go back on the plane. Like, okay, fine. You, the key is that they won the game. That right? is pretty heavy trophy. It would have been a well, I wouldn't say it would have been a challenge for the big boys to haul it up the steps into the plane, but uh, <laughs> <yeah>. but hey, <laughs> but no, but seriously, I mean, it's about winning the game. I, I throw, oh, yeah, yeah, great, fine. Uh, Some would think uh, the one game at a time is. Uh, I mean, but that you're right. I mean, that's just how. That's just how they roll every week. I mean, do I you want me? To, do, do you want me to announce the Indiana game when I'm doing the Minnesota game? Uh no, <laughs> no, no. You can't, and they can't coach it. I really don't think it's cliche at all. I mean, that's just how they have to approach things. It is what it is. It's what you have to do. Now, now a fan can go, "Hey, what about hey? They got this game coming up down the road." I completely understand that. You're a fan. You don't really have anything deeply at stake except your your own your emotions. Right? Okay, it's not your job. So a fan can be absolutely like that. But anybody who's working in it, you start getting ahead of yourself, and guess what? The second you get ahead of yourself is the second you fall behind. So the next game for me, believe it or not, is actually basketball. I've got a game next Tuesday in the Jordan Center, the basketball opener. That's my next game. In fact, they go basketball, football, basketball, football, basketball again, football, basketball, basketball, football. That's my month. So, yeah, I'll jump back and forth. But, again, you go to your next game. You go to the next game. And I was telling my class today, you prepare. Every, I prepare. Every, this is me. I prepare every game the same. Oh, you must put more in for the pick, the, pick a game up to Michigan. You have to put more. To, no, I put exactly the same amount of preparation into Michigan as I do into Idaho. It's my job to get it right. That's why I get mad at myself when I get one wrong. The perfect, and I can tell you right now, you listen to that highlight package, I can tell you right now the one I got wrong. What I got wrong was the Shaka Tony block. I said it was Brandon Smith. Like, ah, I was like, you dope, don't be so fast. It was my fault. Oh, I got the Keaton Ellis part right. All the other parts I got right. 
but that that really bugged me. You know, because you don't want to make a mistake. Yeah, I, I know better than that. I know better than that. Neil Riddell is going to be on the show today. Joe Girardi's press conference at 4.06. Matt Leon on the Eagles today. Tomorrow we'll have uh, Paul Alexander, Donnie Collins, Neil uh, Kulong on. The Steelers play tonight. You're worried. I can tell you're worried. I'm not. You're you're worried. No, I'm not. Okay, you and the and the, and your guy no. the pacing. No. By the by the way, uh, what's what's the playoff deal this week? Uh, we have the District Four Quad A semifinals. Shikalemi traveling to Jersey Shore on WKOK here on Friday night. The other semifinal will be Midwest at C One's Grove on Eagle One Hundred Seven. Winners will play next Friday night for the championship. Now in District 4 AAA, Lewisburg will be traveling to Warrior Run. Since Warrior Run won last weekend, Lewisburg lost the Little Brown Jug. Lewisburg will have to go to Warrior Run on Friday night. So that's a, yeah. Actually, this is Warrior Run's first winning season in well over 10 years. So they got a lot of momentum going into Friday night's game, and you can catch the Lewisburg uh, game on uh, 100.9 The Valley. Now, Seelands Grove? Um... Yeah, this will be the second straight year that Seals Grove will play Midwest in the uh, semifinals of District 4 Quad A. Did, did, did Seals Grove, they probably did not win, right? They did not. Uh, they lost okay. uh, 17 to nothing. Uh, and Shikalemi, they win, lose, draw. Uh, Shikalemi did get the win. Uh, very convincing win. So they won win. four in a row. They yeah. won four in a row. Three out of the last four, yes. Well, despite the bad luck guy. But ended up four and six. Yeah, that screams playoff. They got Jersey Shore? Yes, they have to go to Jersey Shore. Our guy is not liked there. No. I mean, he always puts down Jersey Shore. I mean, and they know it, too. He always puts them down. I can't bring... when When I go to Jersey Shore, especially one of my... My favorite spot to eat in Jersey Shore, the Shore Diner, the uh, Shore Diner, just a few blocks up the hill from Thompson yeah. Street Stadium. Cannot breathe his name when I walk in there or anywhere in Jersey Shore. If I know it's good for me. I mean, he was on this show a few years ago, and he was just like, oh, "They're not very good." <laughs> All right. Then, they, then of course, they lost. I don't know. Uh, they're going to have their hands full on Friday night. Jersey Shore with one of the top quarterbacks in the area, and Tanner Lorson. Uh, he had a well-balanced, uh, well over uh, 100 yards rushing on top of his passing attack on uh, Friday night. In the, if you uh, want to know, by the way, if the Dolphins are tanking, if the Dolphins drive to the five and, Fr- and, and Fitzpatrick takes a knee, they're tanking. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't see Fitzmagic doing that. He's not that kind of guy. He, you know, he may be ordered to. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope uh, I, I I would think I, I expect a slow start from the Steelers tonight coming off the bye and Mason Rudolph coming out of concussion oh, protocol. Blah, blah 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 blah. They'll be up twenty one to three at halftime. You'll have uh, your feet up. And I'm hope that's the goal. I would love that. God, you you worry about it. this team's bad. I have never seen the NFL. The NFL has legitimately right now one great team okay 
Now, we're seven games in. That can change. But they have one great team, and that's the Patriots. They have a couple of really good teams. I think Green Bay might fit into that category. Green Bay's playing pretty well. And a good win last night over right. Kansas City. Very good win. Right. Kansas City can be really good, too. The problem is no no Mahomes right now. Although Matt Moore, to his credit, I thought played well last night. Right. Then you have a series of good teams. Not really good, not great, not poor, but good. They're good teams. Like the Vikings, for example, good team. The Rams, good team. But the chasm between good and bad in this league is greater than I've ever seen. The Jets are bad. The Bengals are bad. The Dolphins are bad. The Redskins, sorry, Roger, are bad. It's bad. Like, I mean, like, legitimately bad teams. I mean, if I'm Tua Tunga Viola, I stay in school another year. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570 286 5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. So we'll have our high school roundtable coming up on Thursday. Yeah, Chickalemi's won, what, three of their last four? Yeah. Something like that's good. By the way, on the roundtable on Thursday, it'll be the debut of Justin Michaels. He'll be in for Greg Wetzel on Thursday. Hey, good. Great to hear from him. Yes. I mean, you know how much respect I have for Justin. Yep. Terrific. Uh, Greg currently in Florida, a little Disney vacation, but he will be for back. Him. Yes, he will be back in time. For sure, for Friday night's game. Where's Greg staying? Uh, down in Florida in Disney World. Lake Buena Vista, my man. Lake Buena Vista. To the best of You're my knowledge. Li- I would not be Greg, surprised if he took the clubs. Had to have taken Greg, the clubs. Greg, I played Lake Buena Vista, where they've held the Disney Classic before. Awesome golf course. Go for it. Well, there'll be a lot of bitterness at Jersey Shore on uh, Saturday night, or Friday night. I mean, my understanding is they won't even let him eat the media meal. That's not good. Learned something new on this show. Didn't, didn't expect they uh, served that there at Thompson Street Stadium. Interesting. They won't even let him eat the media meal. Babes, some people earn it. I mean, he has cut that program to ribbons over the years. What does he expect? I mean, you can't walk in with your award, too, and put it down on the table and say, I'm here. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades. Finding their customers. 
the right insurance at the best price. And if there's ever the need for a claim, they'll act as if it happened to them. And again, that's Purdy Insurance, Market Street, and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Okay, uh, let's bring in Neil Riddell now from the Altoona Mirror. Always doing a great job. Neil, welcome. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Steve. How are you? Doing very well. It was great to see you on Saturday. Yes, you, you do, too. All eight right, no. so, yeah, eight no. So, what are your thoughts on what you have seen from this team to this point now that we have an eight game sample size? Yeah, healthy sample size. Um, I think they're doing a lot of things very well. Um, you know, they're showing that they can win in a lot of ways uh, passing, running. Uh, finishing games better. I think their defense has been their most consistent unit. Um, very impressive. The punter, Gillikin, has been outstanding, especially lately in, in some of these um, defensive-oriented games. Uh, I've just been overly very impressed with the coaching job that's been done. Uh, now they got another bye week to recharge into November. I think it's a team that has been a little at a, a little at a, ahead of schedule in terms of what was uh, most of us expected. I, I expected at least a loss, maybe two at this point. Um, so I think they've done a great job. Okay, so let's get into the, the punting part with Blake Gilligan. Uh, there's certain ways to win. Uh, part of it can be that chess game. What has he meant, in your opinion, Neil, to playing the chess game? Well, he's he's allowed them to, you know, he's great at, at uh, uh, hitting his sand wedge and checking the ball up inside the 10, uh, maybe sacrificing some, some stats at times. I, I think he's been outstanding at pinning the opponent uh, deep. And I think they've... Um, They've embraced that style, as James had said, quote, uh, reserving the right to punt and how that can be a really good offensive play. And you've seen it time and again. They've gotten comfortable settling into kind of an older style Penn State football at times, and it's working for them. Yeah. And then that older style. Now, what have you thought about the development of Sean Clifford as a quarterback? I think he has um, exceeded anybody's expectation. I mean, hey, uh, you know, most people thought the starting quarterback on April 15th uh, was going to be Tommy Stevens. And, you know, the fact that your starting quarterback expected went into the transfer portal, uh, and and maybe it was because he knew how good Clifford was going to be. I don't know any of that, but Clifford, I think – uh, sees the the opportunity, the role as a leader. Um, he's been trace like um, with his ability to to um, 
to run, although uh, the other day I thought he might have been a little tentative on some running lanes. But I think just overall, I think he's just been uh, outstanding. Um, he's he's thrown the ball deep well. Even the other day, he had four touchdowns. It could have been six. Uh, I think he and the way he's keeping his head up, starting to run, dumping, um, he's been great. All right, so now let's get to uh, the next part in all of this, uh, and that is the work up front. And when you look at the work up front, uh, the offensive line, we've talked about this a lot over the years, Neil. What seems different to you? Yeah, I think they're really maturing. Um, You know, they they lost uh, a couple guys in, in Bates, and McGovern, who were stalwarts there, and yet, um, you know, I didn't know early in the season whether uh, there were some growing pains, but I think later, hey, to be able to put Iowa away out there by running the ball, uh, I think they've pass-protected well. Uh, Clifford has been comfortable in the pocket. I think Mennett has been a really outstanding leader. He looks like he's got a great future. Uh, Thorpe has come in, and they've alternated. Usually, you hear coaches say, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna play. We have guys that we can win with that are backups." But they've really proven that in using uh, Miranda as well. Hey, you're, you're making a living with a redshirt freshman left tackle. Uh, that doesn't always happen. Uh, so I think they've done very well. I mean, obviously they have some real big tests, the biggest tests left if they can get there uh, unscathed. Uh, we'll see. But I think uh, the offensive line is doing its part. All right. Um, the tight end, Pat Frymuth, but then also Nick Bowers. That can sometimes be the best <clears throat> friend of, obviously, a quarterback. So when you look at what they've done, both as blockers and as receivers, what have they meant? Well, I mean, Fryermuth's playing himself into a short list now uh, already as a sophomore into some pretty heady company when you're talking about, you know, Brady and Gesicki and maybe all the way back to Qualic, although, uh, you know, probably Brady and Qualic would be better blockers at this stage. But though this kid's a great receiver to have 15 touchdowns, um, two-thirds of the way through his sophomore year is a great number. And I think Bowers has been one of the unsung heroes. He looks like he's a good blocker. They've dumped the ball to him for big gains. Um, you know, I think they've really effectively matched up, um, you know, with the tight end and not only the tight end, but, you know, Hamler uh, at times. I thought Ricky Ronnie had a really good game against Michigan. Um you know, I know, you know, there's been an ongoing debate about uh, the tailback spot, but, you know, to be able to put Hamler one-on-one and Fryermuth one-on-one and get 28 points against Michigan, you know, to me, that, that's got to be enough, and it was. Right, yeah, and it turned out to be enough in that. So let's get to the defense. The defense came in with the reputation that some felt would have to carry the, the load for a while. What have you thought about their production? I think it's been uh, very good. I, I didn't know whether they would be as good up front uh, as as they've shown. I think the the way they've um, they've not been shy about substitution, and I think it's kept everybody fresh. Obviously, we're seeing a great player in Parsons, uh, but I thought Cam Brown at the end of the pit game, his effort, uh, you know, down at the goal line a couple times and getting after Pickett. 
And Pickett showed a lot in that game. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, Jan Johnson has been underrated and continues to be around the ball. I think the linebacking play's been really good. Um, I didn't necessarily think Oway played uh, super against Michigan, particularly when Michigan, you know, was able to drive the ball and come back. But boy, the other day, to come yeah. back from that game and have two strip sacks. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just think that collectively their body of work has been really good. I think at times um, uh, their secondary has been maybe uh, beaten a couple times, but they're playing so many young kids. And, again, um, the amount of depth on defense is really showing up. Yeah, and that's the key part is that the fact that they've been able to get some depth. Uh, what have you thought about the play of Micah Parsons to this point? Well, I mean, uh, I think he's probably played more games than than he has left. I mean, this is a decorated player who uh, has been terrific. Uh, you know, to be able to come into that position, uh, you know, at Penn State, you know, with a storied history at linebacker, you know, lead the team in tackles, even though he didn't start a game as a true freshman, uh, or maybe he started once. Steve, correct me on that. If, uh, I sparred, if he started at Rutgers last year. Yeah, it was it. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I think he's been really good against the run. Their, their lateral speed, their overall speed on defense, you know, to me is probably the fastest uh, defense they've ever had. Hey, there have been some times where maybe he's shown uh, a little exuberance. I'm not sure where he was going the other day to jump offside <laughs> on the punt team when you're not really trying yeah. to block the punt uh, in that situation. Uh, but that that whole se- sequence was kind of confusing. Maybe he was confused because D'Antonio called a timeout. I don't know, yeah. but he's been a pleasure to watch. Yeah. Uh, but the, there's also the veterans, too. When you look at the veterans like a Cam Brown, a Garrett Taylor, John Reed, Tariq Castro-Fields, yep. what have they meant to steadying this defense, in your opinion? Yeah, uh, really good leaders. I mean, just talking to Garrett Taylor, um, I think he, Reed, these guys are, are not only good players, but they're smart and, and terrific leaders back there and have allowed uh, the younger players, um, you know, to see a Marquise Wilson come in, um, Gordon, and some of the guys that uh, have not had a lot of experience, Brisker, uh, to be able to be brought along like that. I mean, I like what James has done with the program in that regard because really, to me, they're still a little bit ahead of themselves of where they are, where they could be this year, and if all the pieces fall together next year. I mean, this is clearly a program on the rise. Okay, so now the, the the play of Hamler. Obviously, when I talk to the pro football focus guys, they are all over K.J. Hamler. When you watch him in person, Neil, what are you seeing? I think he's also a great leader. I thought the uh, the fourth and three where he gained four yards to put the Michigan game away was one of the most determined runs by a smaller guy that we've seen. I mean, that was just uh, all heart. Um, because if that play doesn't work, uh, you know, it leaves you open to some, obviously, some question, second guessing. And, you know, those plays are, it's, it's a good play if it works. And if it doesn't, it's not. Uh, but I think he uh, is a, a really good leader, exciting in the open field. 
as far as the durability, I mean, he he did get a little hurt on that play, and he has been at times touched up because I I think he's they ask so much of him personally. And I was getting ready to write this, and then I admitted it later. I, I thought maybe I thought he looked a little tentative on kickoff returns against Iowa, um, and I'm not sure I would use him on kickoff returns just because it's such a violent play. And you know, Ohio State knocked him out of the game last year. Punt returns, I think that's better, and obviously you're wanting him to touch the ball uh, as much as possible on offense. But just the kickoff returns, I, I wondered about because I also wondered is that an opportunity to get one of the tailbacks in there, or that you're trying to keep um, taller and eight and give opportunities as well. Of course, the minute I said that, the kid takes one back a hundred yards. <laughs> it was brought, it was brought back. But I, I do wonder at times. Are they asking a little bit too much of him? And, and to me, I'd probably maybe sacrifice the kickoff returns. Just me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been interesting to see because he's electric. There's no question oh, yeah. about that he's, he's electric. What about the timing, how the schedule is put together and the timing of the two bye weeks? What do you think that has meant? Well, I think they've, uh, you know, they've really made the most out of it, obviously, against Maryland. Um, we'll see now in Minnesota. I think this is kind of a, a schedule maker's break to be able to play at noon out there rather than to play at night, even though both teams have earned a lot of primetime exposure. I was hoping the game wasn't going to somewhat selfishly. It's very difficult on the on the, pr- the print newspapers for the night games anymore. Um, but yeah. I, I also wondered in November in Minnesota outside whether that was in everybody's best interest, the fans. Uh, but now you're going to play at 11 a.m. there. Uh, I think it's a slight advantage to the visitor, uh, presuming ready to play, coming off a of bye week. And I think James has done really, really well with the whole 1-0 mentalities uh, that they've shown. I mean, really, you go back three years, they've only been out of one game uh, last year at Michigan, since they were blown out of Michigan at 16, when they're still putting the pieces together. So, um, yeah, I think they've uh, been a well-rested team, and he obviously puts a lot into different analytics and other things that he talks about. I think they've done a great job so far with this. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think they plan all that stuff out. Uh, it's just, I mean, they literally have every bowl game planned out in the off season. That way, they're not caught by surprise wherever they end up going. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how far in front they are and stuff. So, Neil, how do you look at November now? I mean, they've got this bye week, so how, how do you look at it? Well, you know, I, all due respect to Minnesota, um, I think it's um, – I'm happy for their success. Uh, I'm for their – I think they could be body slammed in November some. When you look at – you know, they – I mean, they're 8-0, but they haven't played you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, or Iowa or Wisconsin yet. So um, we'll see. We'll see how good they really are. I mean, their best win, I guess, at this point is probably Illinois. Um, so they they have a lot to prove. But going up there, you know, it's going to be ex- uh, in a lot of excitement. Uh, they're coming off a bye week also, so they can beat the drums. I think Indiana, win or lose against Minnesota, uh, especially if they win, though, uh, is a very dangerous game. Uh, Indiana can score. Penn State's had some trouble with them at times. That guy is doing a good job. 
Um, so I, I don't take that one as an automatic. Um, Indiana's playing it, really well. Really yeah. well. And then obviously everything is circled in Columbus, uh, set up for them. Ohio State looks as good as anybody. They still can't figure out, you know, Jeff Hostetler has to sit out a year. Why isn't Justin Fields? And then the other kid that went to Miami, I, you know, the rules I, I don't understand at times. But, hey, they played great, and it will be difficult. It's proven to be difficult uh, there. But, again, you know, if Penn State can go there, uh, for sure win. But if they can even be extremely competitive, they're still in the conversation. Right, exactly. Then they get dessert. They do get dessert no matter what happens at the end of the year. Yeah. As always, Neil, absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. You always do great work, and it's really appreciated. Hey, thanks for having me, Steve. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Neil Riddell, Altoona Mirror. We'll come back with more in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. The Penn State Nittany Lions play on WKOK. Myers delivers near side, picked up three, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Penn State. John Reed takes it to the house, and the Nittany Lions retake the lead. Penn State football is sponsored by Blaze Alexander Ford, Carpet Man, Mifflinburg Auto Sales, Glick Associates, Mifflinburg Hotel, Scarlet D, and Lewisburg Hotel. You can hear Penn State football on WKOK and WKOK.com. Great to have you with us on the show today. Bye week for the Nittany Lion football team. Again, let's talk about the key factors in Saturday's win. All right. Who won giveaway takeaway? Penn State, four takeaways. Michigan State had one plus three. Penn State, who scored the only points off of takeaways? Penn State, seven. Penn State now has 66 points off of 14 takeaways. That's nearly, not quite, but nearly five points a takeaway. Penn State, explosive plays, won that. Michigan State only had one the entire day. One. That was the one that got the touchdown. Penn State had more explosive plays. And field position. Penn State's average drive start was their own 42. Michigan State's was the 19. In 13 possessions, that is 300 yards. The, quote, Hidden yards, it's 299, but just for the sake of rounding, we'll say 
hundred yards, the hidden yards. It means everything. Your defense, for the most part, is running out there with acreage behind them. Do you know how many times this season the opponent has started on Penn State's side of the field? Four times the whole season. Four times. That tells you everything. Penn State has started on the opponent's side of the field 22 times. Twenty-two times Penn State has started on the opponent's side of the field. That's nearly three a game. The opponent has started on Penn State's side of the field four times all season. Oh, and by the way, do you know how many points the opponent has in those four drive starts on Penn State's side of the field? Seven. Meanwhile, Penn State has 86 points off the 22 that they've started on the opponent's side of the field. Field position. Old-fashioned, but means something. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.